my coming out story is crazy. Yeah. I was in my Virgo bag, feeling myself, hormones is raging, all the things. And my dad walked in on me uh, with a girl in high school. And he, caught, he walked in on me doing the deed that you're, oh. that you're a lesbian. There could have been lots of deeds. He walked in on the one though. Yeah. He saw that. He saw his little girl. He was going crazy. Going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> doing the thing. Show, Whoa. Show her what I got. Hey. He that was a terrible Damn. day thereafter. Sorry, <laughs> dad. Sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. Y'all listen, I'm joined today. I, I already know that y'all see who's on this screen. So I don't have to say anything, but we gonna say it. And I'm gonna have her introduce herself. We got Mal, y'all. Mal from the what Ultimatum up? Queer Love. I've been trying to talk to Mal for months, but Mal's been booked and busy. So I just waited patiently in the cut. Like a, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a third or fourth option on the roster. But you know what? Look, you be patient. And look what happens. We here. We made we're it. Here. We're here. We're here. I only play second fiddle to Mal. That's it. Mal, tell the people you about yourself. Me. You gassing me too much. Now I'm bashful. I'm shy. I'm like, uh, oh. Tell, tell the people much. about I was just waiting. I was like, you know what? Mal's busy. She's just busy. like a good Virgo. Right? Just like me. a Virgo. She'll get, she'll get to me. <laughs> just I'll like take a Virgo. what's left. Just like a Virgo. I'll take yep. what's left. No big deal. That's the only difference between uh, us and other signs. We're just persistent. And we just. Very persistent. We just we wait. Just wait. We just yep. sit and wait. Yep. And we and get what boom, we want. There you go. Right on time. Oh, every time. Always. Always get yep. what you want. That's the goal. <laughs> we sound like um, men a little bit, but. <laughs> we do. I don't like that. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Mal, tell the people about yourself. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? Um, I am Mal. I was on Ultimatum Queer Love. It's really interesting to introduce myself that way because I'm normally not this uh this type of person where I'm like, what up? I'm out all this, you know, all this rah-rah. That's not really me. I'm really pretty chill, pretty ducked off. Um, uh, at one point, a corporate baddie hey. <laughs> uh, in leadership. And so it's your polo shirts and your you loafers, I mean? you feel me? A little Oxfords and all this <laughs> yeah. uh, champion for the people. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's, that's me. That's it. A little bit of a hippie, Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a, just a chill person. Try to center the most vulnerable. Try to move in harm reduction always in all spaces. And that's really kind of who I am. I grew up yeah. in Southern California. I'm like a skater kid at the core. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Your vibe is super chill. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how you arrived in this space a little bit. So you were in corporate America, doing yeah. your thing, climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. That's what I thought I wanted weeks, to do. Doing you your know? thing. Then you're in a relationship mm -hmm. that, you know, um, and there's an opportunity to display your love, but then also navigate this crazy process of marriage or do we not, do we get married? Do we stay together? And you come on the show, Ultimate Queer Love, obviously you guys know. And, um, and now you're a, <laughs> you're, you're like a celebrity low key. 
Low key. Very, so like very overnight, the show comes on because I know me and all my friends are talking about it. And then you come out of that experience and people are looking for you. They're like, where's Mal? Right. Talk about the mindset going through like that shift, because obviously corporate America, you do your thing. You, you have your very mundane your schedule that, you know, you do. And then you come into this world where people are like pulling you in every direction. Like, how did you navigate that that shift? Um, it's it's hard. I'm still navigating it. Right. You're still trying to figure out. Uh, like, where is this going to go and what do you want to do and and who you say yes to without compromising like your truest self, you know, um, and, and the things that you stand for and the things you don't stand for. So um, it's been weird and nobody can prepare you for this. You know, there's a lot of people that have gotten to or, you know, beyond my where I'm at right now, whatever level of celebrity we want to call it, uh, that have been working on this for years. Right. They've been yeah. like tailoring this and. Yeah. They have a lot more knowledge. And then we just we just got hit with this kind of overnight. And you just don't know. You don't you don't know what to do. You're making mistakes all the time. Yeah. And you're learning from them and pivoting. Yeah. Um, I think the cool part is leveraging some of the tools I have from corporate America, because I think climbing that ladder is very is almost it's kind of similar to how you navigate um, this world right uh and networking and and all those things and and choosing the right things and choosing to stand for the right things so it's very similar tools similar process and the yeah. punctuality or the professionalism that you learn in corporate america seriously apply over here yeah um, yeah i was gonna know, say you've so. probably been able to navigate it pretty good because i think you know in corporate america you deal with listen you deal with some of the biggest snakes you ever deal with in your life I'm so you get to you. learn real quick you know, coming from that world to this world, you know, who, who got your best interest at heart, who you can yeah. trust, you know, with your story, with yourself, that yeah. whole thing, you know? So no, I definitely, I, I appreciate you coming out um, and just, you know, uh, handling the platform with care. Cause we see a lot of people who um, we feel like are a part of who represent a part of who we are. You know, obviously I'm a mass presenting black woman. You are too. And I was like, what? Like, I love this, you know, this representation, but they don't handle the, the, the platform with care. You know, it, it kind of goes left and we start looking crazy afterwards. So I appreciate you for, for coming out of that and, you know, really, uh, taking the ball and running with it in a positive way and making us look good. So I appreciate that. But today, you, we're not, we're not going to talk too much about, you know, the queer love. We're, we are going to talk about it because I know that people care about it. But I want to talk about Mal, right? Like, the person, when you, when did, the first question I always ask everybody is, when did you know that you liked the ladies? When I was, like, five. You know, like, when you first have, start having little crushes on people, uh, your little uh, neighbor, whoever, your little friends. Yeah. Or you, or you play house. Here's, I think, this is, like, the real tall, tall sign is when you start playing house and you always end up the dad. Dad. Big daddy. Big dad energy. <laughs> or when you just choose it, I'm like, I want to be the dad. I want to be the dad. I'm trying to kiss on like, that mama. Who I mama? feel like that might, be, <laughs> that might be a sign. I don't know. I don't know. 100%. But I feel like that might be a sign. 100%. You know? um, so that those times, um, I just, it's interesting. I've, I think there's this narrative that you had to have had a bad experience with men or something like that. And I don't, I just didn't have that experience. I've had great relationships, great boyfriends, uh, great men in my life, you know, great male figures. And so I just kind of always identified with them and liked women, yeah. you know? So you was five. So do we have some, some kindergarten girlfriends? Did we just, we, did you recognize that you were gay or, 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 you know, liked women and, 
just kind of said, ah, we're not going to do that because we don't do that, right? We don't yeah. do that. Right. And it's kind of navigated life, elementary school, middle school, high school with boyfriends. Or did you ever, when did you come out in this, in this whole process? This is funny. So to answer your question, you, I didn't have, we didn't have language, right? I didn't have yeah. language for that. Or even, I don't even think I saw examples of queerness around me growing up. Um, I think I'm a little older than everybody. So we didn't have like, LGBT groups at school and all that other stuff. Nah, we didn't have nah. that. I didn't thir- even know any other person. Yeah. Mid-30s? Same. Yeah. We, we ain't had none of that. I didn't see that. Um, my Nobody in my family, like, I just thought there was something weird or wrong with me. I remember yeah. in middle school, my mom asking me, she was like, do you want to be a boy? And my mother's a Jamaican yeah. lady. Very, yeah. my father's Cuban. They're very, and they're immigrants and they're from a different generation. They're, they're really old also. My dad's 90 years old. Um, so they just Shout come from a dad. different generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember my mom asking me, she's like, do you want to be a boy? And I'm like, no, no way. You know, but we go in school shopping. I'm in the boy section. You know, I want to hang out with the girls. I'll be have I have these feelings for girls and I'm like, nobody, I don't even know who to share this with. Cause nobody else is like me. Yeah. So you do the thing where you're like, you start dating the boys and you're like, let me just try and figure this out but then that felt weird you know dating boys was like this doesn't feel right to me at all um and then I had my first girl experience at this basketball camp in high school hey basketball (laughs) shout out to the basketball team shout out um at this basketball camp you know because I don't know there was this girl that was gay and she was hella just out with it and she like was like I have a crush on you I'm like I don't even know what this means you know we explored yeah. that, and I was like, if I'm going to try this gay thing, I'm going to do all the things. I'm doing yeah. everything with this one person to see if I'm I'm with it. And I uh, never really turned back from that. <laughs> but <laughs> my coming out story is crazy. Yeah, I was in my Virgo bag, feeling myself, hormones is raging, all the things. And my dad walked in on me uh, with a girl in high school. And he, ca- he walked in on me doing the deed that you're oh. that you're a lesbian. There could have been lots of deeds. He walked in on the one though. Yeah. He saw that. He saw his little girl. He was going crazy. Going cr- nuts. <laughs> <laughs> doing the thing. So what I got. Hey. Okay. That was a terrible Damn. day thereafter. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. What was the conversation after that? First of all, did you stop? And then then the homegirl, the the homegirl, or did he stop you? Or did he just like? Yeah. So I, oh my gosh, what a terrible moment to relive. Um, that's I, you know, I feel safe with you. So there's some kid out there that's gonna that's having this experience right now, and that's gonna say, okay, I'll be okay. I'm gonna live. Yeah. Like my parents no, put me out, but it. they're gonna like let me back in. Like I'm gonna, gonna be make okay. it. Yeah. I promise you're gonna make it. But the first thing I'm telling you right now is you shouldn't be in your parents' house <laughs> who pay your rent, busting down anybody. Worry about school. Worry about the sports. Stop worrying about these girls. Yes, indeed. Okay. First thing. First things first. Anyway, I think I'm slick. I close the door. I'm not allowed to lock doors in my house at the time, right? Because immigrant parents, yeah. I don't even know why you got your door closed. Because they don't yeah. they don't believe in privacy. Yeah. What are they talking about? I turn my MTV jams up. It's after school. I'm like, oh, it's about to go up. And sure enough, right when it got good and going, my dad, like, he just opened the door. And, and you know, we both jumped up. He heard, he heard her. And we both jumped up and I was like, oh shit. And she was like, oh my God. And I'm like, yo, you gotta get out of here. 
Because when my mom gets home, she's going to kill you. Yes. And me, but she's definitely going to kill you. Yes. My dad's like, all right, this is what you do? He's pissed. <laughs> very, yeah. very sarcastic man in his very thick accent. He's just like, this is what you do? And I'm like looking at him. He's looking at me. And he's like, let's call your mom. Let's tell her the good news. He's pissed. And then I'm like, you got to go. Tell the girl to go. He's like, nah, let her stay. That's that's your girlfriend or whatever, right? And I'm like, yo, you got to get out of here. You got to go. That's so insane. she leaves. My mom comes home. It's up. My mom's ripping the sheets off the bed. She's going nuts. Saying all types of crazy, vulgar things to me. And it got kind of bad. Like, they didn't talk to me for probably the, the rest of that school year until I popped up with a boyfriend, you know? And then they were like, oh, okay, like, we're good It was now. a phase. You was just experimenting. Yeah. I mean, they it was rough. They, like, Oof. stopped my best friends from coming over because, you know, as parents, they're like, we don't know who's who. who is who. Yeah. When we don't care what they look like, mask, fam, it don't matter uh -huh. to us. No, yeah. none of these bitches can come over here anymore. No, none of them. Not that one. No, none of them, you know? So... Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. My mom, I remember my mom being like, who, God bless her and my dad, because we have really come a long way. They are my best friends now. We talk about everything. But at the time, I remember my mom being like, uh, what did she say? She's like, you know, the only reason why I don't kick you out is because you're my child. And it's like, most of, I think a, a lot of people don't understand that. I think it's like 80% of uh, youth homelessness is queer youth. Yeah. Yeah. So Drug users, I, all that. Yeah. And, you know, so it just, it just sucks. It just yeah. sucks. It was rough. It was rough, but we're great now. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was high school. Um, mm -hmm. Where'd you go to college? Florida Southern. Okay. So mm -hmm. how was Florida Southern with the joints? What was private, going on? It was a private Christian college where I, I hooped at a private Christian college. And that was also weird. You know, it was a weird experience because you're still navigating your sexuality at the time. Some people, I mean, for me, I still had like micros. So I was given yeah. tomboy. I wasn't given mask. I was giving just this sports girl, Yeah, you know? Um, I don't think I really fell into my just fully being mask and being all right with that, that, that identity anyway, until I cut my hair. Yeah. And I cut my hair after a breakup and I got my first little lineup and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I feel a little different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I feel that. I had a, I, I remember <laughs> I cut my hair. I was, I think same. Cause I was wearing the braids. I was doing the whole thing. I think I cut my hair. I had to be a junior in college. Yeah. And I cut, like I had a one blade, a Caesar, like Whoa. Brooklyn haircut, like way for it. The whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's a funny story and I have to tell it. Cause my wife's going to watch this episode and she's going to be like, why you didn't tell him about how you cut your hair. So I was cutting my hair. And I, but I was like cutting my actual hair, like with a pair of scissors. Yeah. And um, I, I, I fucked my whole hair up. Like I just, <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> so that's basically how I ended up going to get an actual haircut. Like I kind of had to. And I was like, man, just take it off. Like, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh, okay. Like it was kind of like this bad experience that turned into like a very liberating thing. Like, oh, like we good. Now yeah. I have braids now. Like I, I've grown it back since COVID and like, you know, in between there, done little afros, a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, you had the mohawk joint going like, you know, you do a little variations, but like, yeah, cutting the hair is, is definitely the, that's the entryway to like, okay, we. <laughs> that's it. Y'all here yeah, now. When you cut the hair is different. That's like, different. that's like our coming out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really, cause at that point it's like, all right, she, you don't, you, well, 
people shouldn't do this, but they they don't even question it anymore. They're not like, oh, is she like a tomboy or is she like, no, no, no. Like you cut the hair. It's like, okay, yeah, she's definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so deep, right? Like there's so like the quest for liberation for black women specifically. Uh, I don't know. It's just such a quest. And I think so much, I, we know that so much is attached to our hair as, yeah. as we, we've been taught this, right? Like yeah. from getting perms to getting you know putting weaving your hair whatever so much of our identity is attached to our hair so cutting yeah. your hair is like hella liberating just as I could imagine just as liberating as deciding to wear your natural hair yeah for once you yeah know? yeah because it's such a um because all of it is related to you know beauty standards and yeah. how you show up if you're well fitting into the box right like it's so far out of the box like wearing your natural hair is so far out of the box cutting your hair as a woman is so far out of the box because people can't that it it uh, it, it makes people think like it makes people kind of have to dig more into you than just like okay is she just a woman or is that a man it has it, it it makes them ask more questions and I think that's the challenge that people have is like I don't understand right so now you've done this this thing you've cut your hair you're you're wearing your hair natural like wait 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 like is this even acceptable and you're like well, right. why isn't acceptable and that makes people have to consider more things. And right. that's the part that makes it challenging. Because for us, it's like, we've been living with ourselves forever. Like, we mm -hmm. know who we are. But now making everyone else comfortable with that is, like, such a hard process that most people just decide not to do it. They're like, I, I don't even want to be bothered with that. Like, I'll just keep my hair. I'll just press it. I'll just, you know, wear the braids or whatever. Just to make people not ask right. me. I mean, like, I don't even want them trying to understand. You right. know? Yeah. So it's 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 a wild it's a wild journey. Um, but for you, fashion over time. So tomboy kind of all through grade school. Um, cut the hair. When did you did were you uh uh like you know flare jeans with a baggy shirt, jersey <laughs> with the you know what I'm saying crop pants. You know what I mean the tight jeans on the bottom, loose fit on the top. Maybe a hat every now and then. How was your fashion over time? Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, hmm. Definitely, I was I wore sweatpants a lot. Uh, also, we got into like I followed all the streetwear, you know, when I was younger, yeah. like the Fubu and the academics and the Jerbo oh, jeans and the. I was definitely that girl. I was definitely. Um, I think my in my senior superlatives, I got I won best dressed. You know, I was just like always yeah. into streetwear, um, yeah. the sneakers and. Um, my, I, I really have to go back to my hair because it allowed me, so long as I had, I stayed with braids, so long as I had these little micros or whatever, it didn't matter what I was wearing. Yeah. I was really giving it to them with the boy clothes. The clothes was good. Like baggy stuff, yeah. you know? Okay, yeah. Nietzsche, top and bottom, velour set, Sean John, I was so, really- Rock aware. Yeah, Talk it's a wonder it. that nobody thought, like, is she gay? Like, it's just a wonder to me. I yeah. wasn't wearing baby fat and all that. I wasn't wearing that. Mm -hmm. The tight no. versions, no, the female versions, it. basically. Yeah, fat. I wasn't farm. wearing it. I had one, I had one lady in each a like matching velour set that I got for <laughs> Christmas or whatever, and I wore that one time. He's like, um, this ain't it. That wasn't it. And yeah. I'm not really. The other part is, um, if I'm honest, maybe I would have dressed more femme, but I'm just not bodied like that. And there's mm -hmm. so much pressure around. If you're a black woman, this is what I saw in my experience then you got to have body yeah. or else like it almost felt like you're just like you're less like you're less than yeah like not only are you not 
really femme presenting, but then you're not really bodied either when you do try to be femme. So it's like, nah, we not. Just throw the bag joints on it and cover that all up. But yeah. I think as an athlete, it was kind of, uh, it, it, it wasn't as much of a, you know what I mean? Like, it was a little less like, you could kind of get away with it a little bit more. Like, you could live into that a little more. If you weren't an yeah. athlete, then I think people would have probably been like, so what's this about? You know, yeah. but the the basketball girls, they just tomboys. So that's just, right. that's just the way they look. So it's just kind of categorized that way. Um, not really understanding that you are still a woman and mm -hmm. still navigating all of the nuances that it, it means what it means to be a woman um yeah. and I think that's one thing like for me as you know masculine presenting woman and you could talk about your own experience I think for me um there's a lot of things about me that people wouldn't associate with me because of the way I look right so one example I always tell people is I'm like I don't take out the trash my wife takes out the trash every Thursday like but you look at me and you think like, oh yeah, you have my wife's femme. So like she has to take out the trash. Yeah. Like I do the laundry. I, <laughs> you know, clean up the house. Like I'm, you know, like I, my role, like what I look like in a lot of the things that I can do or that they don't match my look. And so it's like, that's sometimes interesting to talk to people, talk people through because it's like, well, like at the core, I'm a woman, right? Like yeah. I can braid hair. I can, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can, I can put on makeup if I have to, like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that are nuanced about being a woman and being mass presenting, but at the core, you're still a woman, you know? Yeah. And so talk about your experience, uh, just being a mass presenting, but still a woman. And the reason why I'm, I'm narrowing in on that is because there are, especially as sexuality and gender evolves, there are people who look like us that identify as men and they're women or biologically female, right? Yeah. So I think still identifying with your gender as a female and looking masculine is a, is a very interesting space. So I want you to talk about your experience with that. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a heavy one. Um, yeah. First, I, I think masculinity and femininity, fe the masculinity and femininity are, they're literally made up constructs. Like they don't actually mean anything. Um, to me anyway, right? Uh, and I also think I like to, sometimes, you know, I used to play around and be like, I'm mass presenting, but I'm femme of center. Yeah. And I would just say that, but I actually have leaned in more to that because I, I do believe that, that I present this way and I'm and I'm good at it now. And it's easier for me because I've done it for so long um, to, to wear the clothes that I wear. But as I get older, I'm like, oh, well, I can shop for this, these pants in the, in the, that are in the female section. And it's, and I could throw this cropped shirt on with it. And I could wear this like lacy top if I want to with these slacks and, you know, my little tabby loafer. And it's like, it's, it's really like non-binary fashion is, is just kind of what I'm into. Cause yeah. I just want to wear what looks good on me. Yeah. Um, and we see men doing that now too, right? Like we see these men, um, NBA players and whoever wearing, getting into their feminine bag. We see them in skirts. We see them in all these things still bodying it and looking good. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from who they are as a man. As right? a man, Just right, like, right. It doesn't take away from who I am as a woman to wear this this suit or whatever, however yeah. I want to uh, present. Yeah. Um, and I think roles, these roles that get assigned to us are just, they're just not, they just, they're just not real. You know what I mean? They're just so, I don't understand. <laughs> um, I think for me and a partner, whoever I'm dating, Let's just decide what works best for us yeah. and go from there. But there's nothing that you should expect me to do because of how I dress. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And I, there's nothing I expect you to do because just because of how you dress. Yeah. You're femme. I don't expect you to just like 
cook all the time or know how to. I don't expect that. I would like it. I do. <laughs> I would like it, but I don't expect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Speaking um, of dating. Shoot it. <laughs> so coming out of the experience, um, <clears throat> you and your partner, what was the kind of um, the exit of that situation? And then, you know, you dating now, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we saw the show, we left together. Um, and in my experience, um, the, the ways that we handled conflict were just not, it, it was just like, we are severely misaligned. Um, and this is not the ways that we handle conflict are just a complete, they're just a no-go for me. And they will be like, I can't do this forever. Not this way. Yeah. You know? And so I think there's just a big, a severe misalignment without one thing I'm gonna always do is, is be committed to protecting, right? Like to protecting queerness. And so, yeah, I think people not, think not like, you Virgo. why don't you tell, like get spilled it to what happened? And it's like, it's cap. That's crazy. No, that's, that's crazy. And that's cap. Do whatever you want to do. I don't think people understand that. Like, you know, when you do that, you look, you look crazy because at one point, you were, you were very much associated with this person. This was somebody that you love. This was a part of you. So if people after you experience that person in that way and they choose to do whatever, but it's like, that's a part of me and a part of whatever went left or right. I don't know. And I don't know now still, I think hindsight is so, it's so crazy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to talk about your person like that, I think it's just, it's, it's just insane. Like, yeah. To, to you know there are times where you got to clarify something right like right. you got to make a point to clarify something that might make you look crazy but right. I think at the same time like talking bad about somebody that you loved at some point and that you shared very intimate space with is just I don't know that's just probably a Virgo thing but I think it might be it, it also can be I mean unless there was abuse right unless that's it was true. just yeah. extremely abusive but and even then I think there's a way that you handle that um yeah. me personally in my experience I can't speak for everybody but in my experience um there is a way that you handle even that because uh, it's just unsafe the internet's crazy mm -hmm. it's a wild place and yeah. I don't know you don't even you don't want to draw more attention to yourself either exactly you know exactly and some of it is like sometimes talking about your stuff is is embarrassing you know to talk about yeah. like what you stood through for so long and why you did it you know and coming there's there's a lot of work around value and accepting yourself again and being like okay and forgiving yourself for some of the decisions you might have made um so that's why I don't really talk about that much because no I I can't talk about it in pieces I got to tell a full story yes I refuse to context. talk about pieces absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely absolutely I, I I respect that so now you're dating yes one what's your type Oh, I, I like to say that I don't have a type, but I do. I do like, I do like athletic girlies. If, it, if there's an aesthetic type, I like athletic girlies. Um, I love black women. I think that was a big misconception. I think I, I've seen things on the internet where people are like, it's given she don't like black women. And I'm like, where did y'all get that from? Y'all saw one relationship. Yeah. I've, but I've you know, like they only they associate you, they know your whole life based on this show. On this one, right? Yeah. Um, so that's always that's always an interesting talk to have. And and then I, I like to question like, what is giving you that? What is telling, what's informing that? And I, and then we got to get back to whatever's informing that, 
you gotta you gotta really check where that's coming from and what biases are making you question that. Is it the way I articulate? Is it the way I present it on a show? Is it because like what is making you question that? Because you saw one relationship, and then you gotta sit with your own with your own biases as a black person that you didn't think you had. Yeah, you know. Um, but typically, yeah, it's it's black women. Um, I like I like athletic women. I like the the ones that be in the gym. I like the Jimmies. Uh, I like uh, usually basketball players. <laughs> they, they get me caught up. They feminine. Yep. Um, yeah, femmes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a mask for mask person, but yeah. uh, femmes for sure. Yeah. Um, characteristics, I think, have changed. You know, because uh, I want to, I want different results, right? So dating the same way that I've dated previously, expecting different type of people is is not it. Um, yeah. So I lean more into people that conflict resolve the way I do. Um, I like people that are pro-therapy. Uh, yes, I like people that, um, again, center understand what centering the most vulnerable looks like and what harm reduction actually looks like. Really gentle people. Uh, yeah. I like ask, you know, you go on this on this show and we had to ask these questions. Mm-hmm so much in the beginning to decide who you want to do your your trial marriage with mm-hmm. and now i'd be asking the questions immediately like yeah what's up you know, what do you want like what mm-hmm. what what are you trying to accomplish do you want kids do you not want kids how do you want to raise your kids what did you what did your household look like when you grew up yeah um, yeah yeah how are you dealing with your traumas you know how are you processing through them yeah what are deal breakers now yeah uh, what are your boundaries I, and we don't ask those questions immediately we wait hella long we try to do all these cute ass dates excuse my language yeah all this like let me get these pictures off it everything feels so good and we don't ask the questions that matter you get in you get in deep three three two three months and then turn around two three years and you stuck with somebody that at from the very beginning you knew there was stuff that you know the deal breakers i think is a big one and um you know i've talked to a lot of people about dating and i think one of the biggest things I think you 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 hit it right on the head is like people just want to feel good, so you know, and it's hard to date, right? Like I've I've been single in a really long time, and so I, I can't imagine. I, I always say like my heart goes out because it's just insane out here, but like it's just so so hard to get to the truth with people quickly because everybody just wants it to look the way they want it to look. Yeah, I think so. When you ask these hard questions it's it's the preparation for the letdown that the answer to that question might not be something you want to hear and so you just don't ask because you're like damn she's so fine I just want to you know what I'm saying I'm just trying to enjoy this moment with her we'll get to that later but then it's like you get your heart broke at the end because you neglected the hard stuff you know so I think it's it's admirable to go in like that like hey let's just cut to the chase I don't want to waste your time don't waste mine like you smoke yeah. cigarettes. Well, and define <laughs> what it is. You know, yeah. <laughs> but like define what it is in the yeah. beginning. Like there is no shame around none of it. People are yeah. different and we want different things. And and our feelings are allowed to change as much mm-hmm. as they need to. And like in dating now, it's just you gotta allow for people to just be who they are and just talk about it. If you just wanna meet me and you wanna like we you wanna hook up, let's just talk about just it. Be honest How do we about keep it. each other safe in that. Then yeah. if that's what we're gonna do. Okay, let's get tested and like let's do the thing. Mm-hmm. If you just looking to have a good time, okay. If you're looking to date to marry, say that. Yeah. Just yeah. say that in the beginning. And then we can just yeah. decide 
Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with that? If you're like, I'm actually dating. I actually don't need new friends. All right, bet. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to do that either. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I literally just told my homie uh, <laughs> she's dating. And I told her, I was like, look, you know, I, I you, you get it. I'm like, it's categories. Look, you get when, and a lot of times women are not going to say they're not going to they're not going to literally say what they want. You got to read between the lines and see what it is and put them in a category. And that's how you don't get your lines crossed. Like if you if this girl's saying certain things that, you know, she just want to hook up. You have to put her in the sex category. Like, don't even try putting her in a relationship category. All that texting in the morning. How you doing, sweetie? She ain't interested in that. Am I going to see you on Wednesday at nine o'clock? That's all she's looking for from you. As long as you understand, like navigating the waters then you'll be fine but you know it's it's crazy you know yeah. it's insane but that's you know a part of that, that communication is just understanding like what is she communicating to you right she's just saying she she's giving you all the context that she just trying to smash yeah. she giving you the context that she ain't really trying to smash she's trying to like go to long haul with you so don't be like yeah you trying to go back to my crib and like you you navigate all these a different way yeah you know what i mean i actually and as long think as people that, are good at communication i actually think people are you know, people are like, oh, they're bad at communication. I'm like, no, I think people are embarrassed to say what they feel. Yeah, 100%. Just say it. Just, just say, say it. Thing. Just be honest. But it's That's not it. say. I think people just haven't felt, or, you know, especially with women, um, I think being, I think people are easy. It's easy for people to say, like, oh, you know, I want something serious or, you know, I'm looking for a relationship. But I think when it comes to just like, hey, look, I'm in this space where, like, I just really can't handle that. I just really want companionship or I just really want, like, sex women historically have been looked at as hoes for saying that like so you know the connotation of a woman's coming to a situation and saying like hey look i'm just trying to hook up i think you're cute i think we could do this is is like that's whole behavior you know historically but now there's a culture where that is somewhat accepted and if they if people were just honest about it they'd get to that you know much quicker but it's just harder for women to be like you know truthful about it Queer culture, I mean, queer culture is so expansive. It allows, the yeah. language is so expansive and it allows yeah. like sex positive. You know, when you reframe yeah. like what that means, it's beautiful. Yeah. Or even like, I was talking to somebody recently about this idea of like platonic intimacy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we don't talk about how that can yeah. exist. I could good morning, beautiful you. Or yeah. you can do that to me. Yeah. And it could be, that could be the dynamic of our relationship. And it doesn't yeah. have to be anything deeper or any more responsibility to it. And we yeah. just have this really beautiful, like intimate existence and we don't have to have sex. No. To fuel it. And you know what's so crazy? Now we get into it. We, we, see, Mal, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you're, you're just, just so intellectual. This is what we're, this is where we're going with this. But I, I, I want to talk about that platonic intimacy. You know why? Because especially with queer people, right? Because a lot of us don't have that closeness in our families, right? Yeah. So where you could have gotten built up where you where normally you get built up from your family and you you know your mom and your your dad and some people still have that right but a lot of us come into the queer space with chosen family and so you that's your village right those are the people who have the potential to give you that you know fill your cup up in that way to say your confidence and say girl you you look nice today like and you don't have to go seek it in another place Right. You don't have to go seek that from somebody that you're about to go on a date where you can walk into the date like I feel good about myself. I'm confident and you don't have to get the validation from them, you know. And so I think this community, um, I think if if, we should lean more into that. Right. Like it doesn't have to be sexual. You can just have your friends that are like, yeah, girl, like 
you could do anything you want to do. You going on that job interview, let me help you. Let me, you know, let me build you up. Let me really, you know, rally around you so that you don't go yeah. seeking that in the wrong place, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's super critical. I think so too. I think also like the the dynamic between, you know, we follow into these like heteronormative uh, patterns, right? Where we're like masked people being friends with femme people immediately means yeah. we got to be fucking and that's not yeah, it's absolutely not the case you know, all the time or or that a we lot have of times it is that. but it's not always the case we don't even yeah. have to go there it doesn't have it to could just be cool yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, could, it could just be that you know mm-hmm. and or another topic i think is like sometimes some of your best friends because our community is already so small and this is our chosen family sometimes your ex is like ends up being one of your best yeah. friends yeah. my longest best friend is an ex that i had for seven years one of my best friends she's like family to me we would never take it there yeah um but that's my that's one of my exes you know yeah. what I mean and it's and yeah. it's like the community's already so small there's gonna be crossover yeah yeah and you don't own people yeah yeah you don't own no. them yeah it's so- it's okay if your homie dates if your homie dates like an ex you had five exes ago it is but you know that's like uh that's bringing again more heterosexual heteronormative code into it's like bro code like yeah if if your homie touched her like you can't even cross that line with her like nah she off limits but to your point like the community the open community the community that's in the community that's not like tiptoeing here you know she got a girl over here she would got a husband over here you know the the community that's out that's active that wants to date is very small you know people who are healed the healed community, <laughs> you know, people who who are in a mind space where they can actually handle, um, that can be trusted to handle another person, right? Um, you know, it is very small, you know, and so I, I I do agree. I think you know people have to be mature enough to handle that, you know, mature enough to uh, navigate both being friends with an ex, but then also dating someone who was in your circle because that can get messy sometimes. And so yeah. you know you gotta be you just gotta be very mature and and yeah. able to handle that that type of situation. Um. So talk about, I mean, some of your dating experiences recently, you know, have you uh, had any, any worse ones, any ones that have made you be like, man, I, I could really marry her or that make you say, you know what, I'm going to be single. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at your sneakers. I, I was not, oh. I got distracted. Okay. Cause you have my favorite sneaker back there. My bad. Oh, which one? This the co- Are those the copper 16s? No, I was, oh, oh yeah. Wait, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I need that. <laughs> they dead stock too. I ain't never worn them. Oh God, yeah. I need that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. What size? Um, eight and a half. Oh yeah, your feet small. No, I ain't. Damn. <laughs> um, dating experiences. You know what? I was. I haven't had dating experiences since the show that have been bad. To That's be good. real with you, I've had very, very good, really wonderful experiences. I think whether they worked out or not. Um, has been because of me it's just been because of me having things that I still really want to heal through yeah. that's just that I'm bringing to new relationships that's just not their baggage for real um, so that's the reason why they they have not worked out I'm just like whoa I need to work through this because there is stuff coming back up that's just not fair yeah. um, but I've dated really wonderful wonderful people yeah um, one of which I was really like whoa I could I could see what life could be like with you. I could do yeah. this with you for real, for real. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just been me. Yeah. That's just, all it's been. Healing and loving. And knowing what you're, what you have capacity for. Like yeah. there's the healing aspect of things. Um, 
And my therapist is amazing. She really helped me point out well, she, she did this exercise with me where I write, I wrote down like every time I knew there was a red flag and I like didn't listen to my intuition about the situation in my previous relationship. She's like, and I know you knew it because you're highly intuitive and write it all down. So I wrote it all down. And then she's like, and then write down a list of all the things you want in a new partner and how you want to feel. And I did that. And sure enough, I got exactly that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it feels to have it. I might need to tweak this again. So I rewrote the list and then got exactly that, you know? And then the show kind of popped off and the way life looks now and the way I want to show up in relationship is just, it conflicts, you know? There's a lot going on and I don't think that I have capacity to really be present or pour into a relationship. The relationship with me is what I'm pouring into yeah. uh, and setting my own self up. So as of right now, I'm chilling. Uh, but dating has been beautiful. And That's so when people are like, dating's it's garbage, it's the ghetto out there. I'm like, I don't know. I I can't really, I don't think that it is that. I think that that might be a reflection of where How one is. How you come is. into the space, yeah. Yeah, because you will attract what you reflect. So mm-hmm. there's that part. But yeah. But I think it's been... The, the two people that I tried to seriously date was they were wonderful experiences. They were really, really, really wonderful. And I'm hella private, you know. I'm very private about what I'm doing, who I'm doing it with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I will be for yeah. as you should. Future. I mean, you 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 literally put a whole relationship on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's enough. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm not doing it privately. Again. Is is good. And you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I Maybe. don't think I'm gonna be one of those um, one of those internet couples. I love yeah. them down. I I be fangirling the internet couples, but me, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, no. I I I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm uh I'm very much the same. We have my son just turned one. We haven't even shown his face on the internet. Yeah, my wife pops up every now and then just so people know, like, hey there's a woman here um taken but you know my wife's not interested she's like nah that's you know that's your thing you do your thing but you know even married you know we've been together for 15 years and she's like yeah no I'm cool like yeah (laughs) you know so I get it I I I navigate that way I think that's your relationship aside from other things that you may select is like the closest thing to you it's the most sacred thing to you like who you share that space with is so um critical you know so I, I I feel you um so the you're still working with the show mm-hmm. um they have a new season coming up casting you know talk to the people about who the show is looking for and yeah. you know who makes a good candidate for this type of show yeah I think people think there's this misconception um I think people think they need to like come on and like perform right so it's it's none of that it's just loving like committed couples that's it there's literally no other requirement loving committed couples period and like non-abusive people um and that's it and I say that very lightly because we see what happened in the last in the last episode there were like some bouts of domestic violence that came up and things like that um and when you think about filming there's so much that sometimes you don't like production doesn't know and then it comes up after the fact right we filmed ultimatum two years prior to it actually airing Mm -hmm. um wow so so much change so so much life has happened in the midst of that and then when they air it consumers are thinking this is today 
This is mm-hmm. current. This is current time. Yeah. When really it happened two years ago. So like the issue with pronouns and stuff came up. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, well, some some of these folks were not identifying as they them out loud anyway. At the time. And then the show came out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so much has so much life has happened and so much has just changed. Yeah. Um, but when we talk about couples, what we're looking for, that's it. Just loving, committed couples. Um I you know, luckily got to be a part of casting this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm a casting producer and I'm helping, I'm helping select couples as well. And I mean, if you know me, you, you know, I'm really for the people. And so, yeah. and I have a different lens and how I see life and how I see people, right. Which just adds to I don't know, diversity and inclusion. And, and there are ways, I think there's, I think there's black code you know, if you will. And there are ways we understand each other and there are ways you might tell a story or I might ask ask a particular question because I just have that advantage and that angle and the ability to be like, yeah, push them forward, you know, Mm -hmm. the next production. So I don't have a, I don't have like the magic, the magic thing, you know, just Mm -hmm. loving committed couples who are are really, really want to try this experience. Um, Who partner might go over there and get entangled with somebody else <laughs> that could happen <laughs> that could happen but it can happen in your regular life too they i could. always tell people yeah. this they like that show is gonna ruin a relationship but i'm like mm-hmm. nah i can't ruin anything that can't, wasn't yeah. already uh shaky in the foundation in before you came there mm-hmm. it can't the show can't ruin that there is no there's no script mm-hmm. so there they, it can't ruin your relationship yeah i if think it's the infusion of i think it's the um curation of the environment i think is what scares people it's like okay it could happen in the wild as you call it i love that you call it the wild um (laughs) it could happen in the wild right but like maybe it could maybe it couldn't maybe they would have never crossed paths with someone that they were interested in enough to do this with because it's a dating process like you're you're coming into an environment and you're 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 dating other people with the intention of expanding your mind to what is the possibility of your relationship. Right. So I think that's scary for people. Like, but I think it, 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 if, if to your point, if it was already shaky, it kind of speeds up the inevitable so that you can get past it. Like it just, it's like an accelerator for what was already going to happen, like an inevitable result. Yeah. And you just get to the bottom and now they may get into this environment and be like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I I really want to be with you. Or it could be like, actually, you know what? maybe and and I say to that like you know to your point you might meet somebody there and it's scary to think like oh my god my partner might actually fall for somebody else but that wouldn't even be an issue if you if you ask your partner like if you ensured that your needs were being met to begin with then it wouldn't even be an issue if your needs are being met to begin with you go into this experience and you meet somebody else that you're like oh I kind of I don't know I feel a way for them then maybe you want to explore ethical non-monogamy I don't think that it's a uh this experience then made you like open to other things I think we need to ask deeper questions to our partners and like the constructs that we're participating in you know what I mean people are like I'm monogamous and don't set your partner up for this and it's like are you really monogamous or or do you want to explore non-monogamy and I am mind you I think that I am a monogamous person like Mm -hmm. That's that's the construct that I practice. But do I understand non-monogamy? One thousand percent. I get it. Hence us going through the show. Right. Y'all didn't fall for Xander because, you know, I think Xander's a wonderful human to be real with you. Yeah. But her needs weren't being met by mm-hmm. me. We we learned that in the show. 
-hmm. We knew that before we got there because we was in therapy every week for a year. Mm -hmm. You know, we just went on a show and it just sped shit up. Yeah. We would have broken up anyway. Yeah. 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 But that's super. I mean, that's just, uh, again, going back to even the dating thing, right? Like asking the hard questions up front. It's just people are afraid of confirming what they already know exists. Like you already know this person probably don't want no kids and you You want kids, but you are so enamored with them or so afraid of the end that you won't ask or you won't, you know, so coming into this environment, it's like, you already know, you know, you guys came in knowing like, Hey, look, this is where we're at. You, you, your needs are not being met. Mine's are not being met. This experience is just going to essentially speed up what we already know exists. Yeah. And here we we are. Scarcity mindset, right? Like we date in scarcity and I understand why. And also get, create space for the thing that you want to exist. If this person isn't working for you, then, then free them and free yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to find the thing that you want. You're going to call it in, create the space for the thing that you want. Yeah. For the, for the thing you want. Yeah. Yeah. But that's an, that's an abundant mindset. That's not a can't be scared to live like that because that means you might have to be single and as i preach to you i preach to myself okay because yeah. it's taking me there are some <laughs> days where i'm like damn i really i really want to be with that person and then there's some days and i'm like no 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 don't don't do it just yet yeah it's chill yeah, yeah. i feel it well, ma i appreciate you coming on here talking to me um it's definitely definitely a fruitful conversation i know uh people are going to learn a lot more about you the person outside of this experience um that brought you to this space which i'm grateful for because uh, you're an amazing person um give one piece of advice to somebody out there that's going through their own journey of whether it be um a relationship that may they may feel like they they can't be in um or, or that they shouldn't be in or they're dating uh you know just give them a piece of advice Mm. Mm. spend some time with yourself spend some time with yourself and get to know like what you really really want and be okay with that and like yeah that's it just know just know what you want and name it and it can be anything like stop being afraid to be like actually I do want whatever I do want this type of person like it's it's cool just just name the thing that you want and spend some time with your own self so you can really figure out what it is that you want. And give yourself grace for it to change. Like, try the things, you know? Yeah. You're allowed to change what you want a thousand times. That's the only way you're going get to get to the meat of what you're actually wanting, you know? Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. I love that. Again, thank you for coming. Tell the people where they can find you. Um, I go by Mal on every handle. All the handles, that's, that's my name. It's I go by Mal. And uh, yeah, that's it. Stay tuned. We got some big things coming up. We got a... international party going on we're working on a jewelry line um talk engagements like there's there's a lot of big things going on podcast i think that's 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 the right way to go so there's a lot of things going on follow me keep you updated with all the things yeah Yeah. love it man thank you so much again mal for coming on the show y'all already know i'm your host ashley this is another episode of the crazy black show i'll catch y'all on the next one peace